You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Folks, back for another short shift episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that actually sums up the entirety yeah. of, of everything right now. Um, I guess I'll start by saying happy anniversary. <laughs> Three years ago to the day is the Achari trip that didn't get called. Also, happy birthday to Cam Neely. Mm-hmm. Lots, Boy, that's a lots positive. Of, lots, lots to celebrate. Neely got a present. Yeah. Pile on, boys. Pile on. So it appears, ladies and gentlemen, that Cam Neely made a wish. um, Or he was just just a giant pussy in his press conference and didn't lay out exactly what he thought was going to happen. I was looking through some Twitter, which is obviously the best way to do any sort of research. And uh, (laughs) it really looks like, other than a segment of our own fan base, most people are thinking this is a terrible move for the Boston Bruins. A lot of other fan bases are celebrating right now because this seems to be a terrible move for them. That said, we've talked about the possibility of this multiple times on this podcast, dating back to the beginning of this season, if not earlier. Uh, I think I had this at a 20% chance this off season. So I, I was wrong. Andrew was obviously wrong. I'm still actually, my phone is still going off. Yeah, mine too. Or, my Discord's no, blowing up. I'm, I don't know how many voicemails we're going to be able to sneak onto this, but I'm sure there's a couple sitting there. Oh, great. Excellent. Um, I I have to say, I'm sticking to my guns here. Like this, I think, points out that Sweeney's ass is on the line right now because he had one opportunity to fire and hire another coach. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at right now. I think a year ahead of where everybody thought it was going to be. There's a lot of things this is going to affect. We're going to talk about all these fucking injuries and all these surgeries and recovery times. We're going to talk about the possibility of this affecting Patrice Bergeron's decision. But your initial reaction, Ian, I'll start with you. Bruce Cassidy is no longer the head coach of the Boston Bruins. My first reaction was, holy shit, what? I just, I thought the timing was strange. I mean, I, I do it sooner rather than later if you got to do it, but I completely agree. Everyone is out here crucifying Sweeney and, and, and Neely. And I get that, but you got to also recognize that like they're doing this to save their own jobs. Like we knew that he still had one more coach firing mm-hmm. and it just turns out now was the time to use it. I didn't think so. If I was him and I was trying to save my job, I would have waited a couple months into the season because you have all these injuries, there's excuses, but you can still fire a coach and elongate your own. I don't know. Feels like weird timing. Uh, but it, it's as if you're going to make a coaching change, I'd rather have 
time for them to to get acclimated. I just can't believe I, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're doing this. I was the one who was most like, hey, Sweeney's on the hot. Uh, not Sweeney. Fucking Cassidy's on the hot seat. I was midway through the season. I was the one on this pod that was most like, we got to really look at this guy. And I was a complete 180 by the time the season ended. I was like, no, this isn't on Cassidy. And here we are. Here we fucking are, man. Wow. Just wow. It's always the it's always the last bullet in the chamber. It's like you said in December. He always had that card to play. And I'm I, I can't even get the words out right now. I'm so stunned. Well, you gotta. It's a podcast. They're just listening. <laughs> well, kind of neat. Well, Th- Thomas, Thomas can edit this so I sound a lot smarter than I actually am. <laughs> there was always that card to play. Like you said, Ian, you said this in December. There was always that bullet in the chamber. And maybe there's more of an urgency to get that new voice in the room now. It's a it's a stupid decision. It's a it's it's very short sighted at the very best. The most gentle way that you could put this is that this is a very short sighted decision on the part of the front office. What's the most aggressive way you can put it? Fuck. That. <laughs> Fuck that. I bet we could get more aggressive. Probably not. I, 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 if I, if I, oof. I'm a Sweeney guy. I'm, I, I'm a guy who has, who thinks that Sweeney has done a good job. I want to point that out. He's not GM for life. This isn't one of those type of things. He's not a GM for life. Like, I think he's done a good job and I don't think that he deserves to be fired. This is the first time where my, faith in this front office has been shook the way that it has. And this is even including the 2015 draft. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. And there are a lot of questions that I don't think we'll ever really get the answer to. Is there more to this? Is there, is there more to, you know, the Bacchus comments and the David Krejci comments and, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, fucking whoever that guy was on spitting checklists, Bates Battaglia. Do, do players do players tune out Cassidy quicker? Is he like a poor man's Mike Keenan in that way, sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Did it have to happen now? How much input did the players have in this sort of situation? How many how many players in the exit interview uh, said something to that effect? That's the question. And I think that's that, the biggest question. That mm-hmm. is the biggest question. But to Thomas's point, Neely's a fucking pussy. Whoa. It's, it's either that, uh, honestly, like that's that's my initial reaction. And it's just like, why the fuck would Neely say that? Did we just take it out of context? Like, did we just read what he said and listen to what he said? with our own bias or our own enthusiasm towards the team, or did we not read between the lines properly? I mean, I think the message was there. There was context context, though. The context was, is that everybody was on the same page. Yeah, sure. Yes, I agree. But he also said, we need to change the way we coach the team. Like that, that was what he said. We need to then change maybe, the way we approach the game, change the way the Cassidy's team is a good coach, but I think we need to change how we're coaching this team or we yeah. need to change the approach. Understood. It's kind of a soft way of laying it out there. Sure. But so for that, I'm going to say maybe we just read it wrong. Maybe this fan base read it wrong. One of the things that was immediate to me was I wasn't ever sure if I was a Sweeney guy, if I was a Cassidy guy or whatever. 
now that Cassidy's gone, I realized, you know what? I think I actually liked Cassidy more than I like Sweeney. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting, but that's obviously easy to say now that it's gone. Like, yeah, we're so also, I'm, we're also, I'm not really sure. Firing is also two hours old. So to be fair, yeah, I don't feel like I'm overreacting to this though. I don't think either, I don't think any of us are. I don't think so. I mm -hmm. think this was a wild decision for a coach who has had a lot of success. Yes, he does not have a Stanley Cup, but how many coaches in the league actually do? He's made the playoffs with his team every year. He's gone to a Stanley Cup. One game away. Yeah. He's the only coach in the cap era to have six straight seasons of over of a 650-point percentage. Mm -hmm. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. And you and fired him because your job was on the line. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And also... Let's introduce the new coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Winnipeg? I don't think he's going to Winnipeg. But if you're in Winnipeg right now, you're like, oh, please, fucking please. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. I just, I can't wrap my head around. Like, I like Sweeney less from this. I was never a huge Sweeney guy, but I was a defender for a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff he did. But this is one of those things where this fan base expects you to put the success of the franchise first mm -hmm. and the way GMs treat coaches to save their own asses. I've never liked. Yep. And we're sitting here talking about our GM making a poor decision because it's for personal gain. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I know every GM does it. I know every franchise has to deal with it, but you know what? Sweeney would find a job elsewhere because it's the NHL. We recycle these guys like Crazy. Yeah. How many jobs does Babcock have to get before yes, we're like, all right, stop giving him a chance? Yeah. Right. Sweeney would be hired in a hot minute. He's he's generally respected among GM circles, which you know, I guarantee you his agents are already getting phone calls. Yeah. Guaranteed. I I I truly believe that some players said some things. That I think that's true. certainly possible. I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense otherwise. Here, okay, so I'm going to put this out on the table. The idea of, and I kind of alluded to this earlier when we started recording, but I thought they had one more year or Sweeney was going to give this one more year. Yeah. And if it didn't work out, then you fire him. I feel like the timetable is getting moved up and it's potentially because we're looking at a situation where we are missing a lot of really key people to start next year. And we also don't know if Bergeron's coming back. We're also very thin at center. This team may be really bad to start the year next year. And if this is a situation where you're caught with your pants down and you have to jump on this and fire Cassidy two months in the season, three months in the season next year, you don't get to hire exactly who you may be vision or envisioning right now for this team. Yeah, Ian, or, or the front office looks at it and just says, you did not prepare well enough. You're both gone. So again, this I think comes back to Sweeney potentially covering his own ass and maybe Cam Neely covering his own ass a little bit. Mm -hmm. But this is where we're at. This is going to be a wild offseason to talk about Bruins hockey. It's, it's, getting, it's getting more and more frustrating to talk about it every day because it feels like more news is coming out each day especially this past week with more injuries and more surgeries and shit that we didn't know what's going on. And now we're going to have to look into this because you know, information is going to slowly start trickling out. And if this was a situation where it wasn't just to Jake DeBrusque who had issues with the coaching style of Cassidy, 
And if that led to his dismissal, what is our locker room actually like? Because we've been talking for a couple of years now that the Bruins have this amazing locker room. They're all so good together and they just fucking mesh and like it helps this team. Maybe that's all bullshit. Mm. Maybe the locker room isn't that good. Maybe the players still get along and all that shit, but maybe it's a little clicky. Maybe, maybe it's clicky. Maybe it's all against one. And now that one is gone. I have a question for you guys. Is there a difference between players saying that maybe they had a little bit of an issue with Cassidy? Is there a difference between that and declaring that Cassidy lost the room? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're one and the same. If your players are actively complaining about you in the exit interviews, you lost the room. Yeah. Like uh, completely. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I, I just don't see, look, you can regain a room. It's not impossible. Sure. It's incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a team that won 51 games has a room lost though. You know what I mean? Uh, with, with a few of the pieces we have, I could believe it. Because you got to think about how highly we think of Bergeron's leadership. What if the team just tuned out casting and was like, well, we got Bergie. <laughs> I mean, that's not like far fetched, right? Yeah. Right. I think a team can stay together when you have a guy like that in the room. And is it, and another question, if Bergeron does come back and maybe Krejci comes back. I hate you so much. Up. No, no, I have to ask this. Do you? Is that an indication of anything or is it, or is it just coincidence? I don't, I'm not even going to entertain the Krejci thing at all. (laughs) Okay, um, so just so okay, so take Krejci out of the equation, just Bergeron. We we took him out of the equation months ago, and you keep saying his goddamn name. <laughs> <laughs> you keep adding him. <laughs> two plus two equals four. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, sorry, so, I blacked out when you said Krejci. Yeah, so what was the question again? I'll pose that question again. <laughs> if Bergeron comes back, is that? an indication of anything or is that just coincidence pure speculation no. yeah i think okay. it's, yep. yeah yeah all right i was hoping you'd say that because i, I mean it, it, the same thing would be if he leaves now is yeah. this an indication you know like we don't know but it right. it kind of seems like there's less to come back to right now because you have a team with a lot of bodies down now looking for a head coach with no first round draft pick and yeah that, that it, it kind of seems a little bit more bleak today than I, I, I talked to you guys over the weekend and said, Hey, any chance you guys want to record Monday? Cause a lot of news, a lot of injuries, a lot of this, a lot of that Selkie winner, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We all had to jump on and do this one because this is, yeah, this is something that I did not expect. I would feel legitimately rude if I started speculating about like, well, this means Casty was a piece of shit or vice versa or whatever it is. I, that kind of there's stuff. a lot of that going around though and there's been a lot of that going around for months ever since the Bacchus interview yeah mm-hmm. and i don't need to add to that like these are grown men who are in a position very public position i'm not going to start adding things that just don't exist you know yeah or if, or anything that's just you know like you said pure speculation or pure hearsay or just yeah now that's if an that interview you- came out and they said it i'd be like oh shit let's talk about that yeah right well, that's the thing. And Andrew just kind of brought up a good point that I didn't even think of. Bacchus did kind of say some of this shit. Krejci kind of alluded to some of this shit. Mm-hmm. 
you got two guys who are very recently in the locker room, very recently in a cup final under this guy and still had those things to say. Yeah. That's, that does kind of make this a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and slander Cassidy. I'm pretty sure one of the first rules we ever had on this podcast was no Cassidy slander. No Cassidy slander. But here we are. If the players are slandering, I'm fine for it. Look, yeah. I'll agree with the well, players. Well, then it's not day. slander. Yeah. I just, I need one other person in the room to be like, look, all due respect to the guy, but it wasn't working from a player's perspective. And I can go, good enough. But here's the best question. Here's the silver lining question. What do you think this means for the young guys? Start of the season, lots of injuries. And now a guy that was pretty well documented, not great with with prospects coming up and giving them real chances. Does this maybe help a couple guys? Studhika, for instance? Maybe Lauko gets a shot? I certainly think that could have been part of the equation. Maybe not a huge part of the equation that led to him getting fired. But that may have something to do with it. We may be looking at a very young team in another, in another year or so. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that. I'm, I'm not completely going to sweep that under the rug. There's certainly a possibility where maybe it was the younger guys. Because we heard, uh, what's his name? Oh, Bleed. Bleed, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, got, you got guys like Bleed who come out and make the comments that he does at the end of the season. Could you imagine if Sweeney watched that one? Yeah, bleed. Fuck Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the guy that got Sweeney to chase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals and, did he have last year? Can you imagine Anton Bleed being the tipping point? That's that's damning. Yeah. But maybe like he's not the only person maybe he's not the only person to have said something yeah <laughs> he said it publicly effect, yeah. if he said it publicly i guarantee you more people in that locker room said it in their exit interview private what are the odds that during the exit interviews the question that came up was hey when Casty was not in the room hey what was up with that debrus situation really mm-hmm. and what if everyone just went look he couldn't get along with Casty, and he just felt like he never got a fair shot and then the follow-up is like well what do you think yeah. And what if every time they're like, well, I'm kind of with Jakey here. Yep. DeBrus is very well liked in that locker room. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, so and all of a sudden you have 18 maybe players saying, mm, I don't love it. That so could have split that, the room. That very well could have split the room. And then you have a situation where they give him a contract and they sat in the front office sides of the player. And then maybe, maybe that was the first domino. Mm. Very well could have been. Look, I don't think that this is automatically a bad thing. I think it's a bad decision. Uh, and the the shot for this to be something something good in the long run is a very narrow, very very narrow, accurate shot. But it's possible. It is possible. A lot of us really liked uh, uh, Claude Julian, mm-hmm. uh, but Julian kind of rubbed a lot of people wrong too. So there was a similar backlash when all of that went down. I think Julian's issue when he was fired wasn't that he rubbed people the wrong way. It was that he was his i think i think for julian it was strictly tactics i think yeah, i would agree with that yeah i don't think, think I, a, I don't think i don't think it was anything to do with interpersonal you you can line up a thousand people in hockey circles and not one of them would say a bad word about claude julian if they knew mm-hmm. him like this seems but, like it's more it's it's more in that vein though 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah, seems that's like a good point. this seems a little bit more locker room politics and stuff. Yeah. Ugh, I hate Look, my initial reaction is the same that. as you, Ian. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is a good idea. However, I am open to be convinced otherwise. And this offseason is going to start trickling that information out to us and start to show us why it was probably the right idea. They don't fire a guy like this unless they very well know who their next guy should be. Which That's, is why you fire him now and not in January. They yeah. have a plan for who it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We can't really speculate on the Cassidy situation, but we can speculate on his successor. Y'all got any names? I hate this. I mm-hmm. like, I haven't even gotten to this point. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for this. The, the names, one of the names, obviously we've talked about him on the podcast so many times and I saw his name pop up a couple of times. Uh, Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. I'm a Barry Trotz guy. I am not a Barry Trotz for Boston Bruins guy though. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't think he doesn't fit like, look, we, we have a great defensive core and all that stuff. That's great. However, we have have offensive fucking problems. This team is offensively anemic and it's only getting worse uh, this off season. Mm -hmm. Unless we have some real, real magic in that free agency pool or some real magic in the recovery times. Yeah. So no disrespect to trust, but he is not the guy I thought he was great for the Islanders. I thought that was a perfect spot. It was a perfect yeah. stylistic fit because, now, because they didn't really have that much talent. Yeah. To, to be fair. Yep. Yeah. But he molded them into something. Yeah. So I actually, when I'm, I'm doing a mailbag in the middle of this week for the YouTube channel. And one of the questions I got was from Ari and she listens to the podcast too. So this might be just a better chance to answer it. Her question was, I've heard you guys on the pod, bad mouth Trotz's style of coaching. Why don't you like him? Is it a coaching style thing? And I think you guys just nailed that explanation. It's like, it's not like we dislike Trotz. I mean, I think he's a little, little tight in the pants sometimes about some mm-hmm. things, but I don't dislike him as a human being or really as a coach. I just think that we've seen the defensive hockey stuff for a very long time with this team. And we got to open it up a little bit because I'm, I don't know if I can keep watching this style of hockey and keep watching us get eliminated playing this style of hockey. Mm. Uh, So that kind of answers Ari's question. So I figured it was kind of an easy, easy segue into that. We, but who else do we have? But I, I, but I don't know. I, I don't. But I don't know if it's bad mouthing Trotz's style more than you know. We have this style. We have Barry Trotz at home, and, and it was Bruce Cassidy. It's yeah. there, there isn't going to be much of a difference there. We did kind of bad mouth though. We were shitting all over Trotz one episode. <laughs> like we were really going at him. I forget what episode it was, but we were really going at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were more making fun of the Islanders, though. I think we were more making fun of the Islanders than Trotz. <laughs> I am a Trotz guy. I think he's going to Winnipeg. Um, more power to you there, bud. But so, what about Mox Savad? Uh-huh. That's that's a beautiful <laughs> that's a beautiful like story and all that stuff. Uh, I I still think he's a few years away from an experience standpoint to even be close to no. taking this type of job. That's Thank the same thing so with much. like Red Sox like five years ago saying like oh Veritex the next manager Veritex the next manager. One day he's going to manage a ball club, but he he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He may still not be ready. We don't know, but. Look, I'm a huge, huge Savard guy. Love Mark Savard. 
maybe not this next hire, maybe another hiring four or five years, six years down the road. I would, I would be more open to it. Uh, unfortunately that may or may not happen in Boston. I think, was it last week that we talked about him? Yes, it Uh, is. Yes, it was like a little shout out to him wearing, winning the OHL cup. Yep. I, I know he's a big Boston guy as well. Like he really liked his time here. And I think this would be an appealing job to him, Mm -hmm. but not to get away from the idea of who could be next, but that's kind of my bigger question. Do you at least interview him? I don't know. Maybe, maybe for experience. Yes. You interview. I'd say yes. Yeah. But I think it's a respect thing too. It takes an hour of your day. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) But that, that's, that's, that leads me into my bigger question. It's not so much who are we going to get, it's who's going to want to be here. Is this job appealing right now? Looking at what this team has on paper for opening night. Yes. Looking at this farm system, looking at these contracts, Mm -hmm. et cetera, with a GM on the hot seat. Is this actually an appealing job? If 10, if you ranked it one to 10, 10 was the most appealing job on the fucking planet. This is like an 8.5. This is the Boston Bruins, a storied franchise. You absolutely want to get in here, especially if there's a chance Bergeron's coming back. You still have some really solid pieces as well as some youthful guys that are really solid. I, I don't see how this would be a job that a, a guy would look at and go, Ugh, I'm not really sure I want to get mixed well, what up. Other, what other NHL jobs out there right now do you think Bruins are more appealing to uh, Philly, um, Winnipeg. Um, what Philly other, Winnip- what other coaching Philly- jobs are there? <laughs> yeah. Philly, Philly and Winnipeg are two, are two teams that can, that I think are bounce back candidates. Philly is not as bad as they showed last year. I think you asked Philly- me who was less appealing, right? Yeah. I'm asking okay. less, but I think yeah, Philly yeah. might be more appealing. No way. What? Mm. I think, I think they're closer to being, back around the horn than we are. We have some great pieces right now, but pasta is going to be a free agent at the end of next year. But I think Ian has a really good point though. And then other, other than pasta, who do you have offensively right now? I mean, Marshawn's not going anywhere yet. Yeah. Uh, For a couple more years, Taylor Hall is not the Taylor Hall that we want him to be. He's still a great player, but he's not a centerpiece right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, still a I might just be a little bit pessimistic. I think you're pessimistic. Right now. I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit of a cynical dad coming out here. I, yeah. I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely able to be convinced that Philadelphia is a, a better job right now. More, I think Philly is the only job, job that might be better than us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did Vegas get their guy yet? No. Okay, and, Vegas might and, be really attractive. And who's who's Detroit right now? Um. God, this is really technical questions I wasn't ready for. What do you mean? Who is Detroit? What do you like mean? Who's, by that? who's their head coach right now? Nobody. Yeah. Oh, so they haven't found a guy either. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'd rather be with a team that still has a potential chance to make a run here than than a rebuild. If you're talking immediate run, this team's going to start in the hole next season. Sure. So your first year is not going to be that successful. Can the Bruins still be a playoff caliber team? Yeah. Will they be out of the race come Christmas? I don't know. Jesus, I'm looking it's at Philly's possible. squad right now, man. I think you're so wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, then say Detroit. 
Tell me Detroit's not a more attractive job because they are fucking quickly on the upswing with I think Detroit's filming. a good answer. Yeah. But I, I think the more we talk about this, the more we realize that we really have to weigh the Bruins against these other teams. I don't think it's a job that is is not desirable. No. I mean the spoke it's an NHL the spoke head coaching B, job. Well not only that, but it's it. it's yeah, an original yeah. six. It's the spoke B. It's a it's a right. it's not, I'm not saying that it is not an attractive job. I'm just saying from a from a standpoint of a dude who's coming in maybe on his last chance, or maybe this is his first chance. What job looks the most lucrative? What job looks the best on paper? What's what's your success rate going to be? Because clearly the Boston Bruins have established that making the playoffs every year, bringing your team within a fucking stone's throw of a Stanley cup doesn't exactly mean job security in Boston. That's scary. Yeah, but I could also, we could also argue context. I don't think a lot of coaches are going to be scared of that. Also, hockey guys will take that as a challenge. Oh my God. Hockey guys also know it's a boys club and they'll get hired somewhere else. God, we recycle these guys a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when Joel Quinville is our head coach. Shut (laughs) your fucking mouth. Come on. (laughs) Now you're just being a dick. I so really, the, the I really don't know. I don't, I don't Rick know. Tockett? Tockett's a possibility, but I think he ends up in Philly. Mm-hmm. The short answer here is we don't, we don't really don't have a name we like yet. No, it's mm-hmm. too fresh. I think yeah, all three of us have to die. Again, it's this. two hours old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so let's talk about other positive stuff. Bergeron fuck has you. surgery. God, I'm doing this no, this is. We, we can we can make this a positive thing. Why would he have surgery if he's not coming back? Let's go. Bergeron's back. Uh, quality of life. <laughs> yeah. That was so quickly. Hey, Thomas, hey, Thomas, kids. Thomas, you're making my point for me. The quality of my life has improved as Bergeron yeah. comes back. That's, yeah. I did not it see probably, that. You got to improve the golf swing. No. He's yeah. coming back. Oh, I'm no, like, feelings right now. Look, don't get me wrong. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he, he's having surgery and he's doing it quick. That means that he's already, he's lining himself up because he wants to come back. Or he's just putting him in position to make the right call for himself when the time actually comes. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, Bergeron's one. What was it, elbow? Yeah, it was yep. an elbow. It was an elbow injury that he had had for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And it was a hell of a shot of him at a, at a MMA event Get, getting his picture taken in the cage with this snake cast all up his arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's lo- looking like a fucking Bond villain. So what's his timetable? Five, six months. It seems like everybody's five, six, three months. months. It's three months. You think three months? No, Fluto confirmed uh, uh, 10 to 12 weeks. Okay. So that's positive. That's yep. more yep. positive than, than I was thinking. Uh, everybody else is basically five, six Riley with his ankle. Uh, Riley is also three. Yeah, it's Riley's like, oh, three shit. to four. Yeah. 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 What am I reading that? I don't know. It's on the, the thing. Riley and Bergeron, three months. Obviously, the big one is McAvoy, six yeah. months. Grizzlick, five, six months. Mm-hmm. On top <sighs> of the Marshand, five yeah. to six months. Five to six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was, if it was, if it was Connor Ryan or if it was Ty. Somebody posted like a tentative starting. Ty did. Was it mm-hmm. the yeah. opening night? No Bergeron, no McAvoy, no Marshan, no Grizz. It was uh, it was bleak <laughs> offensively. But here's the thing. This is my argument here. It's only really 15 to 20 games if you really think about it. 
It's 15 to 20 games, which mm-hmm. obviously if you put yourself in a huge hole is, is, I mean, that can sink your whole season. We've mm-hmm. seen that every year from certain teams, but we fill in with some, some younger guys, see what we have in them. And if we are way below 500, I know we're missing massive pieces, but the team that is healthy at, at that time is still enough to win some fucking hockey games. If we are way below 500 at that point, all right, the decision's been made for you. You know, like it's, it's very clear. We weren't winning a cup because we have no depth anyway. So now, now you really kick off, you know what you're doing at the trade deadline. You're shipping off some parts. You're trying to do a quick retool. Uh, That could honestly be beneficial for this team. I don't want to see us run it back. I want to see us either go all in or fucking rebuild, retool, whatever it takes. But we cannot just stand pat in the middle. So this forces a decision from this team, I think. If Bergeron comes back, do you think that they can stave off the hole even without uh, Marchand and McAvoy? for the first like 20, 25 games. If Bergeron comes back. Yes. Correct. Do I think that they can still be solid? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I if we can hover around 500 through those first 20 games, treading then, water isn't hard. Yeah. Then we're good. Then, then we're good to go. We get these guys back. We go on a tear. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is if we're fucking three and 15, <laughs> that's that's when we go okay well this season has very much been decided let's uh let's start selling some pieces do you do you blow it up completely it's a retool not a rebuild okay you just think- with pasta and mcavoy and Lindholm, like you have enough pieces to retool yeah mm-hmm. In, until they move one of those guys i can't be convinced that there's going to be a rebuild exactamundo exactly Exactly. Let's be honest. One of those, if not at least two of them, would have to go to actually trigger a real, real rebuild. A retool point. is fine. I'm. I. I. Look, we retooled not, last year. We retooled the fucking the bottom six. We've retooled a lot the last two years yeah. and have been able to remain competitive. Mm-hmm. What a brutal retool! Ugh. We could have done so much good last off season. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting bummed out. Fucking Thomas, you're contagious right now, dude. Mm. What the fuck was that? Did you just moan? Mm. What the shit? This he's sucks. A, he's a, he's he's a getting off on. He's 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 got the red dot on your. Uh, oh, here's what I believe. <laughs> I believe that we can start next season treading water. I believe Bergeron's coming back. I believe we can get a little hot in the middle of the season. We can make the playoffs and we can really do some damage. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen though. We need to lose someone from the left side. Uh, we do the left D. There's got to be someone shipped off for money. It's got to be. It's got to be Riley, right? No one. Polino has to get bought out. Yeah, Riley's the most likely one there. Uh, Is he the most likely go. coming off a of surgery though? I mean, well, it's, it's, it's either Riley. Who's oh, gonna be, pick your it's surgery. either going to be Riley who's going to be ready for training camp, or Grizz who is going to miss the first 15, 20 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I just if they think a Sean is ready. If, they think Zaboral's ready for full time. Like one of those is definitely gone. And uh, Felino's got to go for money's sake. And they need to really, really take a swing at some depth. I mean, that's that's the way this team gets better is need some fucking depth. 
And on top of that, you need a good coaching hire. I mean, this is a very, very narrow, narrow shot, but it's possible. And uh, the Twitter candidates that I've, that people have been texting me so far, we have Savard, we have Talkit, we have Torts. Well, there is one guy we haven't mentioned who recently became available. Uh, really, really solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Bruce. Uh, thank you for interview for that. your that job cool. again. That's that a, was... it's, it's like a big ploy. Interview for your job again. We'll give you a raise. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then somewhere, uh, somewhere, Jeremy Jacobs is like, "Did somebody say raise?" And he just like turns eight feet tall and burns the building down. He trades McAvoy immediately. Just forces it. Um, <laughs> hey, Bergeron won the Selkie boys. Yep. That's you know what that was rename perfect. it. Do you know why that was fucking perfect? It's because all of this meth, meth, all right, (laughs) all of this mess has completely undermined my absolute pride and joy for Bergeron winning the selfie. It's destroyed my attitude on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rename the fucking trophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rename the fucking trophy. And all the all the Flames fans who were who are still screaming for Elias Lindholm, there was one comment I, I saw. I don't know what more. Elias Lindholm has to do to win the Selkie. Be better than Bergeron. Yeah. That's a start. I mean, Which, I feel like way, we say that every year so. too, by the way. Yeah. Like every but, year that every, every year that we're like thinking that Bergeron has a chance at winning it, we're like, what else does he have to do yeah. to win another one? So but this season think, was so dominant. You just was. couldn't. And, the fact it wasn't unanimous blows my mind. <laughs> but it was a landslide. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute landslide. Like no Elias Lindholm finished second, but he was like in another country. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think that this is going to have any bearing on him deciding if he comes back or not? No, no. You I mean think the Selkie he's... or Cassidy? The, Selkie. The, the, the Cassidy thing, no doubt has some sort of bearing. We just don't know whether it's positive or negative yet. Yes. I agree with that. But the Selkie, no, I think, I think, I think he knew, I think he, he knows he's still at a high level. It's just, you know, the brain and the body being in concert, like, do I, think, I want to put my body through this yeah. for another season? I, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think the, if it's going to influence it, I'm glad he won it because if he didn't win it after having the year that he had, especially from a defensive standpoint, and just statistically leading into winning his fifth Selkie, if he didn't win it, then it would have been a situation where he might have said, he's like, look, I'll never get that again. Like, that's as good as I can get it. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, as good of a year as I could put together. And I still didn't win another one of those awards. I don't even know if this matters to him winning these awards. I'm operating under the assumption that it does. Mm-hmm. But him winning it and getting that acknowledgement from the league, his peers, etc. And like you just said, shows him, yeah, I'm still playing at an elite level. I can still do this. Let me get my body right. Let me get this fucking surgery. And let me get back out there. Yeah. That's my hope. That Love this it. Selkie is pushing him towards, yeah, let's run that back. And he said, he has said that he wants to still be at an elite level. He wants to make sure he can be in an elite level. This proves it. This proves that he's still a legit 1C or at the very, 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 very least a high-end 2C enough to break the selkie record suck it bob gainey 
brutal. Yep. <laughs> and second to the three Montreal media members who voted him fifth. Yeah. One of them was Patrick Lalene, which salty, I found hilarious. Salty fucking bitch. That's all he is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to uh, let's go to a couple voicemails. Hell yeah, dude. This one came through and I love it, but he didn't leave his name. So we're going to just call this caller physically unwell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Physically unwell in, Bo- in Dorchester. You're on the line with the short shift, huh? <laughs> I am physically unwell. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking told you. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not saying Cassidy was the answer, but boy, was he not the problem. I don't know what else to say. This is how it goes being a Bruins fan. I can't wait for another first round exit in a couple years. So good luck with the podcast, boys. Just so oh my depressed. God. Holy shit, dude. Are you okay? That was, that was, he sent that like literally within minutes of me posting, which was just minutes after the, the firing was announced. Oh, Mr. Unwell, I appreciate that. God, that was a laugh I needed today. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay. Uh, I agree he wasn't the problem. Right? Yeah. I think we agree there. Uh, I also agree with a sentiment that, like, this is just feels like a dark day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to come back around. I'm going to believe in the positivity. But damn, did I really mirror that that feeling when I first saw the news? Oh, they, oh Did he ask and a question? No, <laughs> he did not. He just needed to get his feelings out. And I'm completely fine with that. Oh, my God. I hope Someone, he becomes Mr. Well soon. Somebody, somebody just uh, texted me this. And usually I would wait until after the pod to, to tell you this. But... The Athletic just released an article, and one of the candidates that they named, Thomas, was not David Quinn. <laughs> I thought you were about oh, to say Laviolette, but yeah, I saw. My I've, God, I've seen David Quinn's. Uh, I saw like one tweet about it, and it's just it's he's not. Thank he's you. not an option. Bruins will hire a coach with a track record of working well with young players. And then listing a bunch of candidates, and one of them is David Quinn, hmm. and I want to be on a live. Yep, I'm just gonna. Yep, yep. Okay, I. Somebody check on me if we if we if we hire David hire. Quinn. I. Why did he get fired from the Rangers? Because of his because he's a soulless husk. But that, but also his inability to work with their young players, and what mm-hmm. happens? Literally, right immediately, they go to a conference final and they look really fucking good he would rangers are good and he wouldn't have quinn would not have been there if he, he was still the rangers coach i'm pretty sure well, he was the coach when they refused to play lafreniere right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. sounds kind of familiar though doesn't it mm. to kind of have a dog like a young dog on your bench mm-hmm. and yep. fuck with it yeah I stud. We're going to put that. No, but I mean, like, that's kind of what Cassidy's being accused of. Mm-hmm. Uh, accused. Yeah, I was going to say. Not even accused. Like, that's, that's literally the Jake DeBrusque situation. Yeah. 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 And But Jake DeBrusque played his way out of it. 
to his to his credit he played his way out of it and bruce cassidy didn't didn't hold it gets it like this is what i wanted from you which like it just makes me so confused (laughs) everyone should just looked at cassidy but like then why didn't you play him Hmm. (laughs) what do we do because he wasn't getting it out of him uh, well, he kept shuffling him in the lineup. I, I will mm-hmm. always believe that he he got derailed uh, by all of the shuffling, all the shuffling, like, all the tinkering, shuffling. Yep. Yeah, and then punished when it didn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. playing his offside while moving up and yeah. down the lineup. Yeah. yeah, all right. Oh shit, maybe I am getting a little, little, little more feeling better about this firing. Uh, another voicemail. Yep. This uh, this caller's name is actually Bruin. Bruin. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Hi guys, my name is Bruin, and I was actually named after the Boston Bruin. So let's fucking go. Um, what the fuck is going on with the coaching problems? I, I don't know what we're supposed to do, but that's why we listen to you guys. Let's go. Yes, coming to us to feel better about it, man. If you've been listening to the first like 40 minutes of this podcast, I don't know if I've personally done anything to make you feel any better about it, but I'm, I'm down just as much as I think everybody else, but I think we can anybody have anything to say to him to make him feel a little bit better right now. We're not a lot of people really like Brad Stevens Mm -hmm. and then he, he fucking, he gets put up as the general manager of the Celtics and all of a sudden look where the Celtics are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's all I got. That's the best I got. Does that work? Make you feel better? We're not hiring David Quinn. Uh, <laughs> or Brad Stevens. Or so. Brad, yes, Brad Dude, Stevens. Dude, could you imagine? Nowhere near this team. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Stevens. Hey, can Jason T- can Jason Tatum play left wing? <laughs> that would be I don't cool. I don't really I mean he just what the fuck is going on? Is also much... his name is Bruin. That is yeah. fucking awesome. Yep. What the fuck is going on? Any Bo Burnham fans out there? Good, excellent. Then you got that reference, uh, man. I really feel like we let Bruin down. I gotta yep. say, there isn't really. I mean, well, there isn't really much that we can extrapolate that's a positive right now because we don't have any more information other than this elite NHL coach just got fired. Stanika is going to start on the top six this year. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Watch him excel. <laughs> yeah. Mikulov might too, actually. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the new coaches is like, ah, fuck defense. And Mikulov's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm physically unwell. <laughs> We're all physically unwell. We are spiritually. physically unwell. We're going to have a spine of the opening... St- oh, oh. Opening night, we're going to have a spine of Jack Stadnika, Grigory Mikurlov, Curtis Hall. <laughs> and then Coyle's just going to be on the fourth line for and, and kicks. <laughs> they're going to switch Coyle to the wing. <laughs> oh, I love that idea, actually. Where's Jack Edwards to make sense of all this for us? Does Jack Edwards... I mean, he's the voice of the Bruins next year, right? Yeah. I, I would assume so. Yeah, but like... Unless, unless but like, we should sure? fire him, too. Yeah. I'm just, I know this is way off topic. I was just like, I was going back and watching some stuff this year and I just went, oh man, Jack, you really, uh, all over the place. <laughs> just brutal. Anyway. Yeah. Want to do um, one more call before we sign it off? Absolutely. We got to do Oh, we got another call. Let's go. One. Here's Jack. Hey guys, it's Jack again calling in. Um, you know, you know what it's about. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. I can't believe, uh, Cassidy's gone, but, um, 
I, uh, I mean, I think as a, a fan of um, the Bruins and a fan of Neely, even before this, this move, I think, um, I think that they have somebody set up in line that might be successful with the team. I don't think Neely would make a move like that without having somebody who would be able to step into that role and be successful. So I have to hope and wonder that uh, Sweeney and Neely are prepared to find somebody who's ready. Uh, but I want to I want to know who you guys think would be uh, a good uh, a good replacement for Cassidy. I hope you guys are, are, are doing fine and, and and doing good on this uh, this crazy night. Uh, great use of the word flabbergasted. Yep. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I totally agree. I agree with everything you said. I, yep. I don't know who the guy is, but there is a name, and they feel very confident they're getting him. Yep. You just said that a couple minutes ago, actually. So you guys are definitely in line. That's, I mean, that's best case scenario. I don't know who the guy is, but like if, if they make this move, they could have, they could theoretically made this move two weeks ago and they didn't. So hopefully this is a due diligence situation. And hopefully in the next week or two, we have some real fucking concrete answers at who's going to be manning the fucking bench. And I think it is a due diligence situation because it would be in line with how Sweeney operates. Mm-hmm. Sweeney is sometimes to his detriment a measure three times cut once kind of person so I wish we had answers now though because I mean I'm glad that we're doing I'm glad that we're doing this so so close to when it happened to get like all the raw emotion out of it and try to make sense of it all but holy shit I this was the last thing I expected here's a crazy thing is I can't think of a name that they hire, that should have been said earlier. I can't think of a name that they hire that makes me feel better about firing Cassidy right now. Yeah. Like, I can't think of one that makes you go, oh, fucking worth it, you know? Mike Keenan. Wait, we tried that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I just can't think of one that pops out. And look, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not the most well-versed when it comes to coaches. I just, I, I watch players I don't get super in on all the drama off. There are a so few usually names, there are a few names that I that I that I'm I have kind of my eye on and but ones that would make you feel better about the decision. Not ones that would make me feel better about the decision, but ones that would make me where I would be like, okay, all right, that takes the sting out of it a little bit. Which is oh, which is basically all you're looking for here. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get an elite, elite, elite coach. Well, Bruce somebody Cassidy. Is. Somebody's gonna get him. Yeah, because Cassidy's going to get a job pretty quickly. So fast tomorrow morning. Exactly. And that's the thing. You're not going to get in the league coach, but somebody is because we just fired one. Did Florida extend their interim guy? I think they did, right? Brunette? I don't know. I don't think they did, actually. If they didn't, Cassidy on Florida would be massively scary. Mm -hmm. Would that not be Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I actually kind of want that now. Shut the fuck. That'd be kind of cool. Ian, I will I will leap through this screen and I will throttle you. What do we dislike about what what do we dislike about that? I He's gonna go somewhere. What, yeah. what? Yeah. I don't want Florida. I don't no, because Florida wins the cup with that team and that coaching. I honestly find that hilarious. Like not if it's over the Bruins, but I would find that it would be over the Bruins because it's, a, because it's a divisional rival. 
What if Tampa wins again this year and then Florida wins as following me? <laughs> it's just Florida's fucking trophy now. That's yeah, amazing. And that, yeah, and that, that that would prove Gary Bettman right once again. Where I am mani- cheering myself destiny. up. I am cheering You're cheering yourself up. up by hurting my feelings. You and are probably most of our listeners, too. You are, making me, you are making me angry right now, Ian. <laughs> oh, look, I am the drama. I'm accepting that role. Oh, man classic comedy oh man God. classic so i mean maybe I next week you said that you want people you, you think philly's more attractive than boston i hate I'm, you right now, i'm speaking out of my ass <laughs> mostly because i'm so confused and hurt by this i really thought i was just gonna have a nice evening and have a bowl of ice cream and fall the fuck asleep on the couch and here i am recording this and editing this all night because this is too big of a story to not talk about. And honestly, if I just sat on the couch after he got fired, uh, we would have just been texting each other anyways. So we might yeah. as well just get this shit out of the way. <laughs> me, me and Tiffany. Man, we're going to have a lot to talk about on Thursday. <laughs> me and Tiffany had a movie night planned and the news came out and <laughs> I texted her saying, hey, the Boston Bruins ruined your movie night. <laughs> <laughs> How did well, she feel about that? She was not pleased, but there wasn't really. She understood, but she was not happy. <laughs> Thanks, Don Sweeney. <laughs> you ruined date night, you asshole. <laughs> uh, I can't stop laughing. It, it just You got to laugh through the pain. You got to laugh or also cry. It's yeah. one of those things. But I still believe in this team, despite their best efforts. <laughs> Despite their best efforts to dissuade me, I still believe in this team. But man, oh man, I, I'm going to quote quote an old Roddy Piper catchphrase. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Just when you think you know the answer, I changed the question. And that's what this team has been doing to us for time infinitum. Yeah, I actually do not know what to criticize most about the offseason so far. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. It's this. It's fucking this. It's fucking this. <laughs> it's absolutely this. Can I go get drunk now? Man, we should have Man, we should have worked harder to extend Kevin Dean. Yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> There's just oh so God. much pain happening right now. Why don't yeah, you turn around and hire Joe Sacco? Promote Joe Sacco. I will. No, no. Curl no. myself out of a window if that happens. There's no way, no. right? We're no. all on the same page there? No. No, think- there's no way. But what if? Oh, that's a good point. Fuck. I I wanted to do this podcast to feel better, and I, I feel like I've made a little bit more sense of it in my mind. Uh, so we've accomplished that, but at the same time, I definitely feel like I'm less excited about next season than I was even three hours ago. I can't not be excited about next season because we're going to start the season with a bunch of young guys. Like I'm really interested to see what we have in the future. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, maybe it puts a little damper on like our cup odds, but fuck it, man. But that's just, I'm just pumped to see the Bruins play again. God, I miss it. Um, uh, the YouTube channel has also a little rant about the, the coaching stuff of me immediately reacting, like literally six minutes after the news came out. Um, so, guys, check it out there. Um, also, buy our merch. It'll make us fucking less please, sad, right, boys? Please, please buy our merch. I'm about to go through a move in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, do it. Do it for Andrew. Do it for Andrew. Just do it all for Andrew. Uh, by the way, we uh, if the next season starts shittily, I mean, 
belly up for Bedard. Let's do this. <laughs> we got it, man. Kicked in the nards for Bedard. There you go. All right, let's get out of here before this goes any longer. This is so painful. It's so bad. Oh my God. This is our worst episode ever, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sweeney. Yeah, Sweeney, you fuck. There's your title. Yeah. Thanks, Sweeney. <laughs> fuck. Oh All right, boys. God. We'll see you on another Short Shift podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Go rate, like, subscribe, do all that fun shit. Helps us out. Yeah. (laughs) I've got nothing else. And like, go, go be, go be, go be. All right, bye. All my happiness is gone. All my happiness is gone It's all gone somewhere beyond All my happiness is Now too, or is that just me? Let's go! Bruins winning the cup! <laughs>